You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Nancy Bass Wyden is the manager and owner at this point of the Strand Bookstore. Thank you for joining me, Nancy. Pleasure to be on here. Nancy, can you tell me about your the family history of your bookstore? The Bass family has owned that bookstore for a long time. It's, Strand was founded by my grandfather 81 years ago, and um, there's only been three owners. I, I work with my dad, Fred Bass, and it was uh, founded in an area that was... Uh, is no longer in existence. It was called, once called Book Row. It was located on Fourth Avenue, and they had 48 bookstores. And my grandfather's store was was one of the 48, and he's the only one that that survived that era. Wow, that's an incredible legacy. Could you talk about? You must have grown up in a bookstore then. Yes, I did. I thought I was the luckiest girl alive because I would go to the children's section, and my dad said I could pick out any book I wanted. So I spend hours doing that. Could you talk about just the, the talk about a little bit more about growing up in a bookstore? That must have been, a, it's not a, a normal business and, and it's gone through some radical changes of late, but when you were growing up, I'm guessing it was a pretty much like a, any other mom and pop store. Well, they always had me work here. I, I started when I was 16 years old and then I'd worked all the summer jobs and I'd worked um, yeah, in between college and cashiering and had, and managing park stalls and but I always knew it was something really to be treasured and something really special and um, times have changed we were um, there were many many independent bookstores when we started out and um, and the strands we've grown and uh, we've um, we've evolved and we have um, and there there's very few of us left these days and but we're strand is, is thriving do you know why did what made your grandfather found a bookstore 81 years ago? Do you did he ever tell you why? Yeah, he's a real bibliophile. He just he, he just lived for books. I think he was a frustrated writer because he wrote a lot of introductions to books. What books? He uh, classic books like Voltaire. Oh, really? Yeah, and and he started with he didn't have uh, any really any money. He started with his he opened up the Strand with his with his uh, own book collection. Wow. And he um, I think total invested of $500, and he borrowed $250 from somebody, I think it was probably to cover the rent. Now, what year was this? This was, in, uh, this was 81 years ago in 1927. So he started just before the Great Depression. What, yes. How did that work Pretty out brave, for him? Pretty brave, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he went through a lot of hard times. He had, a, he had to close the store. At one time, he, had a, um, he lived in the store. He... Um, he, my, my dad worked for him when he was a youngster, and they would go on the New York City subways, and they'd haul books back and forth, and they'd go up to people's, you know, they'd climb up the five stories to people's homes and lug books all around. Could you talk uh, about uh, your, your father? He grew up in a bookstore like you and ended up running a bookstore like you, and he saw some really amazing changes through that bookstore. How did he feel viewing the world through a, a bookstore? Well, I think we, you, we've just always loved books. We've been passionate about it, um, all, all the whole family. So 
I think we've always thought that it was was really really special. Um, my dad, uh, it was hard. the struggle was hard. I think that they just um, love love selling books and love um, giving uh, pleasure to other people through books. Did he fight in World War Two? Uh, no, he didn't. So he so was. Uh, he he had some. Um, he was in Germany for some of the Korean War. He was in the army. Mm-hmm. Doing. Um, and who took care of the bookstore when he was out uh, at, at war? My grandfather was there. Wow, that's. He, he had just gotten married at that point. Um, they just got married, and then he got shipped off to Germany. Now you started there when you were sixteen. Did you always know you were going to end up working in the bookstore? I hope so. I'd always wanted to. I, I went to school. I studied literature, and I got an MBA, and that was all. That was my focus. I, I tried to. My dad uh, was very sage, and he told me to make sure to get outside um, work experience. So I did work for um, for Exxon. <laughs> right after college for a while, and then came back here, worked for three years for Exxon. Could you talk about, uh, so when did you really start as a you know, manager, I, I guess, uh, of the bookstore? How long have you been doing that? I, when I got uh, finished with uh, with um, Exxon, I now, came back, and, and, then I, and then I got promoted to um, manager, and I worked as a manager in, in the review department, which is uh, located in our basement. There are reviewer copies are something special to Strand. They're books that we sell for half price. They're brand new books. Mm-hmm. They're sent out to reviewers. Yeah, I have piles of them. Yeah, you do? Okay. Yes. You're welcome yeah, to mail them in. People do across the country, and then it's great for, for others to get them at half price. You can buy them on the website at strandbooks.com. No. So I started there, and then I worked in I worked um, on the main floor uh, for a long time, and I've done a, you know, it's been really fun. It's been great to work with my dad. He's, you know, I got lucky in that regard too. He's, he's easy to work with, and it, it feels like a real team. Boy, that's an amazing kind of family operation. Uh, could you talk? Uh, is your are you? Are, can I ask? Are you married? Uh, yes, I am. I'm, I'm married to a U.S. senator. Oh, from Oregon, Ron Wyden. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, we, we actually <laughs> met in a bookstore. We met at Pals. Which is a wonderful bookstore out in Portland, Oregon, owned by uh, by Michael and his daughter. And now I'm guessing Ron is not spending a lot of time helping you at the bookstore. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> well, luckily he's yeah because he's busy with other matters. He's uh, his dad was a writer. Oh, very his interesting. His dad was Peter Wyden, who had written about twelve on uh, very thick books, usually nonfiction subjects, and had a, had his publishing company too. Wow, that's just we amazing. We have this literary connection. Yeah, that's a, it's a, a lot of literature in your family. <laughs> yes. And I just had twins, so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we're kind of juggling a lot right now. Could you talk about uh, your time when you, from when you started as a manager? What, what year was that? Uh, that was about um, 22 years ago. Wow, that's a, now that's a long time, and that's when I think the most tumultuous change has gone through the publishing and book industry. And you having stood strong in the middle of all this, and still having your bookstore with sixteen miles or eighteen miles? Is it? It's oh, eighteen miles now. Eighteen miles. It of was books. eight miles, and then we did this giant expansion. And my dad says it's even more than eighteen miles right now. He thinks it's like twenty-three miles. I don't know. Um, gotta stop somewhere uh, that's that's not what my i tell my wife i tell my wife we can fit 
an infinite number of books in our house. <laughs> right. Does she want to clean, get things cleaned out all the time? Yeah, yeah. She's we, like, okay. Well, yeah. You didn't say that you just want to get a, you want, she want, you can argue for a bigger house, too. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea, so build a <laughs> library under the back porch there. That's right. And, you know, I do that. I put together libraries for people, too. I don't know if you and sell books by the foot. That's one of the kind of new things that we've been doing. How do you put together sure. libraries? We have, well, work any way that a customer wants to. We can sell them by the foot, and it's on our website. Mm-hmm. There's an, a page on books by the foot. Or you can uh, call up and you tell me specifically what kind of books you like. And, you know, usually I, I do a survey and find out where the library is. And, and then we, um, I, I send it to the person, or they can come in and we'll, I have a team of people, and we act like a personal shopper. It's really fun to do. Boy, that's an interesting uh, business uh, approach to, to, to books. So you'll put so somebody has uh, gets has a room full of empty shelves. And right, maybe they bought a new a new house or a new summer home somewhere or new apartment, and they want to have a great library. And you'll put it together for them. Boy, that's we'll a, put it together for them. Now, uh, as the when you started, independent bookstores were doing fairly well, and I don't even know if chain bookstores were they were. On the horizon, I'm, I'm sure there were a couple. Could you no, talk? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I know Borders started in Colorado, but mm-hmm. I don't. We didn't really even know about that at that time. Well, as chain bookstores became more prevalent, and, and as the publishing industry itself changed, could you talk about how those changes affected what you did at the Strand and what you did to stay as, as a strong uh, retailer? I mean, you're obviously making money. You're doing something right, which isn't is rather unusual in the book selling trade these days? We were surrounded by, um, at, at one point, by three uh, Barnes & Noble superstores within a, a five-block radius. One is just recently closed, the one on Astor Place. And we've just kind of gone on our own way. I mean, it's um, we haven't really worried about that. Our, as far as the Internet, that's helped us because, you know, like I keep referring to, our books are on on our website, and uh, you know, we, we it's been able we've been able to reach out to more customers that way, and then we've also been able to be listed on on Amazon.com and other people's websites. So that's really helped us uh, get our name out and 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 get new um, book lovers connected with us. Are your are your used books listed on the, on the website as well? Yes, they are. Rare books are listed there. Reviewers' copies are listed. Wow. Everything merchant or strandware, and it's it's increased over the years. I think it's twenty seven percent of our business right now. That's amazing. Yep, and, and it was a really easy transition to go on the web. The only thing that we didn't do is that we hadn't had any books on the, our computer. When the when the whole web thing opened up, but we you know we were set up. We already had books. We were had we were known for our terrific prices. We had staff that could pick things. We have shipping departments, so everything was really set up. And then it just took us a while. It took us two years to get our our all the eighteen miles on on a computer. How did you do that? Did you use a a, 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 a one of those programs in this with the scanners? Yes, we do. What program we're, and what scanner did you use? Well, we're using Square One. Square one, yeah, and so you, that that's keep, a pretty common one amongst booksellers, and that keeps track of all your books. And, and does that feed into your inventory system as well? Yes, it does. Wow, that's great yeah. because it's it's nice to know that we can browse your entire used book section online. Thank you. Scary yeah, Tram, to my wallet. Trambooks.com is 
obviously, is the fight. Could you talk about how did you go, when you decided to go into this, into the web side of things, was Amazon already up and running and essentially ruling the world as far as they seem to be? They were very strong, yes. And what made you decide to go up against Amazon, and how did you uh, map this out or plan this out? Well, we knew, we knew that we had to. The times times were changing, and we thought this was a real opportunity. And uh, it's expensive in Manhattan to open up new stores, so it's a, it's a way to have another essentially store. And we thought that it would be such a a great mix to you know Amazon has has no stores and Barnes and Nobles has the combination, but we can having the combination of the bricks and and mortar with the website was great because people can see a book on the website, they could come into our store, or they could see something on the, um, or vice versa, they could have remembered that we had a book in the store and want to order it on the web. And, and how did you ramp up, you know, the process? I guess you spent two years just getting your books in the database, or did yes, you? Yes, we did. <laughs> and, and did you have an, somebody from the outside design your website, or did you hire inside talent? We did a little bit of both. We do our own graphics, and we had we had help from both. And we didn't have the expertise, but what kind of staff do you have managing the website? It seems like that, especially when you must get a lot of new used books in there. So you've got to scan those in and upload them to the website. I mean, even if you're using a scanner, that's a tremendous amount of work, isn't it? I think it's pretty easy, and we have we have a lot of people doing both both things. They're they're working on the website and they're working in the store. How many how many people do you have working in the store now? Uh, we have about 250 people. Uh, we have three locations in New York City, with, including Kiosk on Central Park and then a store down on Fulton Street. 250 and, people. That's yes. a lot. Of, that's a big yes, staff. <laughs> that's a, that's it's a huge operation. It's great to be able to support people, yes, and, and have employees that, that love books, too. Could you talk a little bit about uh, staffing your store? Because... One of the, I think, key things that keeps independent bookstores in, in business and doing well is the staff. Yeah, and we, we have a literary test. We, we encourage um, most of the people here have, have a college degree in English literature. And then that we have them fill out an application, which includes a matching literary test. Wow. <laughs> so we try to kind of gauge uh, the interest. And uh, the other thing I think that keeps stores like yours alive, do you do a lot of events? We do do a lot of events, that's correct. And, and could you talk about the staff for your events, for your events calendar, and then tell me what kind of events you do and, and are, if you have book clubs or, or reading groups? We have, um, we have events. We try to have them two to three times a week, and we, we try to make this as a community ideal that we have, um, try to have interesting discussions, and um, it's always surrounded by a book, a book theme. And it, we have a big uh, customer base that loves culture and loves the arts. So we do a lot of things surrounding that. We have a lot of political events, too. And uh, we try to, do, try to do fun things. We had one book on um, about how to publish your own book. So we had a panel of publishing executives, maybe a literary agent, somebody from the publishing industry, and people were encouraged to to pitch their book to these people. They had one minute each. Wow, and that sounds like fun and uh, useful um, as well. 
and we'll, we might have we have Schumer here, and we have, might have an, another politician, and they do a debate about what's going on in the country. Uh, we're having a um, on April 14th. We're having a, a poetry slam, and we try to get um, um, you know, interesting authors coming up. Is we're going to have Simon Winchester and Jill Spifers coming in here, and um, we're doing uh, uh, all, all kinds of things. Now, you, you mentioned uh, you we, do a lot of political events. Uh, do any of those involve your husband, or do you, I guess, leverage <laughs> that aspect of things? <laughs> um, he's, he's been involved in, in one of them, but we try to, we try to just kind of present the, the issues. We've had, uh, we had a, a, a Republican senator here, too, once, so we're trying to uh, be bipartisan. And going forward into the future, Times are looking fairly dire. Could you talk a little bit about the the publishing side of things? Um, do you stock a lot of uh, books from the smaller press publishers, and, like the very exotic, you know, the people who will put put out a thousand copies of Thomas Ligotti's *The Frolic* with a DVD attached to it? Well, we have our we're, our main base is, is our used books, and we're we're known for our great prices. So we have used books, we have rare books, we have books that that are remainder, they're publishing overstocks that are just great buys. And then we do buy books from the publishers, and they're, it's all based on what our customers demand. Interesting. So do you have, what kind of demands do you get? That's an that's a odd focus, actually, and that's probably what I would presume has kept you in business. So you don't just stock, a, you're not just a, a general, a giant, super giant general purpose bookstore that stocks everything that comes out as, as a, the publishers send to you. Well, th now, how do the pu do when you're dealing with people like Random House? Or th does that make them happy? That we um, that we, we select, they're very happy with us. Oh, good, good. I think we're our um, their biggest, second biggest, or first biggest independent bookstore customer. Wow. We we recently did a vote. We were we wanted to see what our customers considered to be their favorite books. So last year, as part of our celebration for our 80th year. We did what we call the Strand 80, and we had customers either come walk in and give us their top five uh, favorite books, or they could do it on the web, and then we, the prize was that they'd win all 80 books, and then we had other prizes, too, with it, and we had a big celebration of it. And, what, and we weren't sure, really, what our customers would, would aim for, if it was poetry or if it was a lot of books that were maybe popular things or if it was going to be a lot of art books. And what they came up with were really excellent literature, really classic classic titles. And it's on our website. Well, what See, was the number one there. book? The number one book. I'm going to look it up right now. I think it was Solinger, but I'm just going to... But it was all... Um, so your so your uh, top eighty books trended towards classic literature. And, it was and all the, classic literature. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yep. So so your your customers chose these eighty books. How many people participated? Do you know? It was thousands of them. It was really great, um, great showing. Could you talk about the community that you? create there? When you have that big a bookstore and that big a, a presence, you create a couple of different kinds of communities. There's one is just the, the local community, but then you have a, a larger community of writers who like your bookstore and customers who come to you through the web. Right. And I have, I have our top, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is the number one. 
Wow. <laughs> by Harper Lee. And she has come in. She's a kind of a recluse, but she has come in here. Wow, that's, a, yeah. that's and, impressive. And um, second is Pride and Prejudice, and then Great Gatsby, and Catcher in the Rye, and Atlas Shrug, and Fountainhead, and Lord of the Rings. Wow. So, well, I'm and, glad to see some genre yeah, fiction up there. So this is what our customers love, 100 Years of Solitude is the next one. And uh, back to the community. Okay, T- great. Tell me about your, your the communities. Do you you must participate a lot in local events and, and as part of your community in New York? Uh, yes, we try to we try to do a lot of uh, New York events. On the twenty um, seventh, we're going to have a, a event um, that uh, is going to be about uh, block by block, and it's going to be all about New York, and, and New York City. I, I'm I guess that. Reminds me, I never even thought of this. Were you in the bookstore on 9-11? Yes, I was. I saw the towers collapse. Wow. Yeah, it happened um, it, at 9, I think it was 9, 10 in the morning. So I was at home with my mother, and I, saw, I did see the whole thing. And we were, were south of 14th Street, so we were closed down for, for a while. And our other store, which is on Fulton Street, was closed down for over a month. Boy, that's... It was, a... just, it was just a couple blocks away from 9-11. But you oh. all apparently survived and did well. Could you talk what you see about it was going? Really scary. Yeah. Now, what other kinds of uh, community? Could you talk a little bit maybe about your internet community? Do you have a mailing list, chat rooms, uh, and and also, I guess what I'm interested in is the author community. You know, there's a lot of authors and publishers in New York that who must come through your store. Do are, do, are there any favorite authors who come in or that we would know? Uh, yeah, well, authors come in all of the time. We're, um, Robert Caro, we've, we've had Kurt Vonnegut has come in, and a lot of celebrities come in, too. We had Richard Price here the other day, uh, Nora Ephron. We have, um, we have designers come in. Oh, interesting. Yesterday, uh, Cynthia Rollins that, uh, was here, and... Um, A lot of journalists too that that come in all the time. And, and uh, I'm wondering, you know, the Strand seems to have done very well. I mean, you've lasted for 81 years. That's phenomenal. And so I'm wondering how you think you're going to continue to survive in the future of downloadable ebooks and, and uh, DVDs and competing with video games. Do you carry things beyond books? Well, we do have some. We have audiobooks here, and we. Um, we do have some DVDs too, uh, just a, a small number. But we hope. Um, I mean, people seem to just people seem to love the, the the actual written word in book form, and the old bindings will never make them like that. The signed editions will never make them like that. People um, people love how how books are illustrated, and that's really hard to replicate that on the on an ebook form. Well, it's just the smell and physical feel of a book and, and uh, the weight. And also, I mean... And you're right, the community, too, of people coming together that are book lovers. And, and the serendipity, too, of, of being able to search for something that you did that's unexpected. Because people come in, they sell their books to us, and then we, um, we price them up and we put them right out. So you never know what you'll find here at the store. Boy, that, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> We've been speaking with Nancy bass Wyden. She's the manager and owner of the Strand Bookstore. It's been in the Bass family for 81 years. Thank you for joining me, Nancy. Oh, my pleasure. 
great show you have. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.